Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this week's message. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, how does God speak to us? My goodness, talk to me is the title of today's sermon. I'm going to tell you right now, through all the baptisms that we just saw, what a blessing, and the Lord is already speaking to us. Look at the hearts that God has already been speaking to, some 10 or 11 that were up there this morning that you just saw come out of the waters of death into the spirit of life because of Jesus and what he has done. What a praise we have this morning. So today's message is talk to me. And this is from the reference point of God. He's saying, talk to me. And, and you may wonder, does God speak to us? And the answer is yes. And I was going to say you can have an early lunch now. So that was nice and short. But we're going to go a little deeper than that. The Lord has instructed that uh, we have some word to, to dig into so that we'll be satisfied with his purpose So how does God speak to us? Do you ever wonder? You ever wonder, how can I hear from the Lord? You know, I've just started my walk. Or maybe I have been a seasoned veteran in my walk, and I've walked for a long time. But I don't know if I hear from the Lord. Or maybe I don't know the Lord at all. And you know, I've never done anything great, and compared to many I'm pretty much invisible. Nobody knows my name. Nobody knows who I am. I want you to know something. Yes, the Lord can speak to you, and the Lord does speak to you. And we're going to go into his word, and we're going to find some really good examples of this. Don't ever feel that you are too small to become a work of the Almighty, because the Lord takes the meek, and he makes them bold. He takes the weak and he makes them strong, does he not? How does God speak to us? How can I hear from him? Well, one example of how God speaks with us is through his word. So we're going to look first at John 1.1. In John 1.1, scripture says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word, excuse me, the word was with God, and the word was God. Our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus, since the beginning of time, the Holy Trinity, the Word. He was with God, and He was God. And when He came to us as a baby right here at this Christmas time, we know that He was Emmanuel, God with us. He was man, fully man, man who walked without sin, yet He was also fully God. 2 Timothy 3, we're going to look at 16 and 17. It states, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So you say, how can I hear from the Lord? And when I do hear from the Lord... How can I be equipped 
It's just me. I'm this small. I'm weak. I don't have strength. I don't have power. How can I profess such a strong message as that would save the souls of my brothers and sisters in the world? But the word tells us right here that the man of God be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Rely on your Bible. Rely on his word. Be led, be guided by the Holy Spirit in all the things that you do. Leaning not unto your own understanding, but unto his. And the Lord will provide even you, even me, with what we need in those times. So we know that throughout history, too, that God has spoken to man in other ways. We just looked at through his word. Now we're going to look at the second way. We're going to look at angels. God most definitely has spoken to man through angels. And Luke, we know that Gabriel spoke to Mary, announcing the coming birth of our Lord Jesus. And here at Christmas time, we're reminded of one of our favorite passages and one of my most favorite memories of Christmas and images of Christmas, which was the shepherds in the field at night watching over their, their sheep. And we look to Luke uh, 2, 8 through 11 for that. And let's read that together. Luke 2 says... And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. Can you imagine? They were terrified, some of our versions say. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, like the angel always says when he comes. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. God speaks to us sometimes through angels. And maybe in modern times, we haven't seen this one much as an example, but we know by the truth of his word that angels are also present and that they were present at that time for that purpose. And they will be present again in our coming time and in the joyous reunion of the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. How does God speak to us? A third way that God speaks to us is through his creation. We have to turn to Romans 1, 18 through 20 for a message about creation. And this message is bold and this message is unnerving and this message will step on toes and this message will make you and me both think about our lives. But it's the word of God that saves. Listen what he says, Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them. 
because God has shown it to them. For his invincible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So we are without excuse. In a nutshell, God says, since the beginning of time, since before the birth of the Savior, since the creation of man and man's existence, the beauty and the glory and the righteousness of God has been evident to all. Do you ever look at the nighttime sky? Do you ever look in the daytime at not only what's huge and mighty like the ocean and the mountains and the clouds, but do you ever look at the grass? Do you ever look at the flowers? Do you ever look at the bugs and the butterflies that are so perfectly made for a purpose that everything, just like in your human body, if it were off one or two degrees, would fail to work? How can it be so? How is everything in God's creation so perfect? How can it be that each one has its own purpose? How can it be that we even are walking around and living and breathing? There are so many things that come against us to shut our body down, but the Lord prevails. So they are without excuse. Man, even when he hasn't heard the gospel, has had evidence in all corners of the world, places that we haven't even visited yet that we say, but how are they to be saved? We know that we need to take the gospel to all the corners of the world. Evidence of God and his creation are already there. When they wake up every morning and they take their first breath, when their eyes open up and their eyes see God's creation, they are aware of God's creation. They're aware of his magnificence and his glory. They may not know the details, but they know and they cannot deny that there is a creator. So, revelation of God in the world is sufficient to condemn a non-believer. You understand that? Evidence of his creation. Man should be able to see enough and comprehend enough with his own mind that he has no excuse and no reason to deny God as the creator of all. Sufficient to condemn a non-believer. Now here's the good news. This is what we're always waiting for. The revelation of God in his word is sufficient to save. Amen? His word, his mighty word, the blood of the Savior on the cross, what he did, not what I have done, not what I'm going to do, not the fruit of the spirit that he will give me to produce, but what he has done and his word is sufficient to save. First Corinthians 2, 2, for I decided to know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The apostle Paul, when he was talking to the church at Corinth, as he revisited after the church had been planted, the church had been established and corruption entered the church and people started wandering in all directions, taking the gospel and distorting it. And folks were coming in saying, well, the gospel's good, but you need the gospel plus this. You also need to be circumcised. You also should do this. You should do that. No, no, no. The apostle Paul clearly stated that 
For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul went on to say further that any additional doctrine that adds anything to that is a doctrine of the devil. Amen. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Lord, we thank you today for your son. The Lord talks to us. He talks to us through his word. He talked to us through angels. He talks to us through his creation, the evidence of all that is and all that ever will be. And also, the Lord speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. Now, you might not know much about the Holy Spirit, and we can talk about this for days, but we only have a little bit of time here now. I want you to turn to John 14, 26. John 14, 26, the word says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance of all that I have said to you. What a gift. What a beautiful gift, as we studied before, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus professes right here that the gift of the Holy Spirit was a gift first that the Father gave to him, Jesus. And as Jesus so loved us, Jesus said, I must leave now so that the helper can come, for he can do even greater things, but he can't come until I go. I'm going to ascend into heaven to the right hand of the Father at his throne, and I will prepare a place for you, and one day I will return back and gather you home, amen. The Holy Spirit, for those who know the Lord, for those who have salvation in your heart, you know, the Holy Spirit walks with you every day. He walks with you. He talks with you in that still, calm voice that resounds above all the confusion and anxiety in our lives. He talks with us. He instructs us. He gives us the knowledge what not to do and what to do. And even when we don't know how to pray to our Father in heaven through our mere grumbles, he will translate the prayers of our heart to the Father above so that the Lord knows our heart at all times. He's our comforter. He walks with you. For those of you who don't know salvation at this time, the Holy Spirit has been with you since before you were born. How can that be? The Lord said, I knew you before you were knitted in your mother's womb. He has been with us since the beginning of time. The Lord has been reaching out to us since the beginning of time. The Lord has been seeking communication with us since the beginning of time. Through all of these evidences, the Lord wants to talk to you. So then we have to change gears a little bit. And we're going to go to... How do you speak to God? We've talked about already how God speaks to us. How do you speak to God? Do you grumble and complain constantly? Do you fuss at him? Do you curse him 
Do you take his name in vain? Or do you just not speak to him at all? You know, in our modern world of texting, when we have a good conversation with somebody and a good rapport with somebody, and on a normal day, we communicate. But what happens when all of a sudden one side of the party stops talking and you text and you text and you text, but they don't answer you anymore? Have you ever felt that? Do you know that? What do you call that? Ghosting. That's what we call it. Are we ghosting the Lord? Have you walked for years in his creation and in his kingdom and not even given him a day of conversation? Shamefully, in my testimony for years and years, I was compiling all the riches that I could. I would work, 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 because that's what we're supposed to do. I was working hard, and it was all about me. And I wasn't glorifying God in that. And shamefully, in my testimony, I've told you before, in times of need and despair, I would reach for God on the shelf, and I would pull him off, and I would call to him, and I would dust him off, and I would pray hard, and I would mean it. And then when everything got okay, I would put him right back where he was, not to talk to him again until the next time. Are you ghosting God? Have you walked the majority of your life and not even had a conversation with him? Do you not speak with him? You know, that's a problem that's easily remedied because as we're ghosting the Father and as we're not speaking to him, the Lord has never stopped speaking to you. He still walks with you. He still provides for you. You still have breath in your lungs every day when you get up, whether you acknowledge the Father in heaven or not. And that Holy Spirit of God that has known you since before you were knitted beautifully in your mother's womb has been pursuing you. And if you're honest with yourself, you're going to say, I remember hearing those whispers. I remember feeling those convictions. I remember my heart telling me, not this, something better. But I said, no, because I want to live my life. I just want to have a little bit of fun, and then I'm going to do those things. Some of you have listened to the still soft whispers of the Holy Spirit since you were a child. And then years goes by because as we deny the Lord and we walk out from under the umbrella of his mercy, his grace, and his protection, we're left to the world. But you know, God didn't leave you. You just walked away. He didn't leave you. He's still with you. That same Holy Spirit has been pursuing you, maybe even this week, maybe even this morning. And he's talking to you. And it's so easy to remedy this massive problem of eternal separation from God and eternal death and damnation in full surrender to the Lord. He's asking you today. He's calling you today. You are his child. You're wonderfully made. He made you in his own image. He made you to worship him. So now we talk about 
How should we speak to God? Well, we should speak to the Lord with reverence, with respect, in awe, in wonder, with love, with appreciation. And we can do that, of course, through prayer, through fasting, through our worship, and most of all, through our actions, which is our obedience. Read what the Bible says, read what God says, and do it. This is a heavy message, I know it is, but the Lord has you here for a purpose today. He says, today is your day. Did you see those 11 people this morning when they were dipped into the water and they came up from that eternal death to the eternal life through their public profession where they had already accepted the blood of Jesus and salvation? A fresh new start, brand new for them. But today's not just for them, today is for you. You've walked in here today with another agenda. You've walked in here today in confusion. You've walked in here in despair. You've walked in here in anxiety. And the season and what the world puts on us in the season is crushing you. And you're wondering to yourself right now, how can I even do this another day? It's okay. God loves you. And he's provided his son for you. And he's provided salvation for you. And he's provided his Holy Spirit for you who's walking with you and is in your heart right now. And who is going to give you an opportunity this very morning to accept the blood of Jesus, to accept him as your Lord and Savior, to deny of yourself, to ask for repentance and forgiveness of your sins, to turn away from that sin and to turn to him. Today is your day. Don't hamper the Holy Spirit. Don't dampen him. Don't hinder him. This time say yes. The Lord has, he's told us in his word, we think we're giving up so much. Well, how can I live my life? I'm going to have to stop doing this. I'm going to miss out on so much. The Lord has given us in his word, the things that await for you that I have for you in my kingdom are far greater than anything that you have ever thought of, seen, or can imagine. So are we losing a lot? No. We have everything to gain. We have an eternity of separation from God and eternal damnation and losing our soul if we lose. Cling to the Lord today. I want to show you an example of how the Holy Spirit whispers to us in life. I've got a slide of gas pump. What do you see behind the the hose? So I'm not the only one that saw that, right? This was about five years ago. I was on South Main Street, and I just pulled up to get some gas like any ordinary day. Like any ordinary day. And I pulled out my junky little cell phone that would barely work, and I said, I've got to get a picture of this. Because I knew that one day I was going to need this. And today is the day. Please pray. What a gentle, subtle reminder without somebody yelling at me of what I need to do and what you should do. This is how we talk to the Lord. But then this week, as I was putting the message together, after five years, after five years, it spoke to me again and it shook me up because you say, Mike, Move that hose. It doesn't say, please pray. 
It says, please prepay. The world demands of us to pay everything in advance. Demands everything of us. And even the Bible tells us that there will not be forgiveness of sin without a blood sacrifice. And so for generations, they sacrificed animals at the altar in in service to God. But our Lord and Savior Jesus, who died on that cross for us and shed his blood, said no more. Because he is the one who has already prepaid for you and me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord gave his only son. Second Corinthians. I'm overwhelmed. Second Corinthians 520. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be yourself reconciled to God this very morning. We may not have tomorrow. Be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin that in him we might become the righteousness of God. My and your Lord Jesus took every nasty, dirty, wicked sin that I've ever done, that you have ever done, and he took it on himself. And every sin that we will ever do, even beyond this point, and he took it on himself. And he had to be separated from the Father for that very dark moment on that cross at Calvary when he gave up his life. When he said, Father, he said, why why do you turn away from me? Our God lives in perfection. He cannot look upon sin. But he made for our sake him to be sin who had no sin. Jesus was the perfect lamb without flaw. He was our blood sacrifice forever. John 3.16, and we're going to add 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. His blood poured out on the cross at Calvary for me and for you. Jesus says, talk to me now. While I am near, none of us are promised tomorrow. And lay down your troubles. His Holy Spirit has been pursuing you for all of your life. It's time to talk to him today because Jesus paid it all. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. 